Welcome to the Design Build Institute of America's Design Build Delivers podcast. I'm Kim Wright at DBIA's National Headquarters. So here we are again, yet another COVID new year. But you know what? In spite of it all, there is a lot to look forward to in 2022. And that's what we're focusing on today. Not only are there historic opportunities ahead, thanks to incredible new infrastructure investment, but market research shows Design Build is positioned to see impressive growth across all sectors and regions through 2025. Today, we'll talk to FMI analyst Paul Trombetis with the latest market data, focusing on what Design Build teams can expect over the next few years. It's an exciting time for our industry. We hope you can put this intel to work for your teams. And also, we want to offer a special thanks to U.S. CAD for partnering with us in 2022 to bring you this year's episodes of Design Build Delivers. Thank you, Paul, for joining us. We can talk about uh, research that you've just released at FMI and um, talking about design build and in the market. And um, again, it's it's more good news for the design build industry, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, Kim, it's it's been awesome just over the the this past year and in, in all the research that we've conducted on design build. I, I've just been amazed at the number of conversations that I've had with owners, with contractors, with uh, trade contractors, architects, engineers, on the volume of opportunity and, and just the majority of projects going towards design build. And we see it in the numbers. Um, we look at just the pure volume of work. And, and the past couple of years have, have been a, a kind of a, a unique situation with COVID and just the, the overall market. But as, as the overall market saw a little bit of a dip through 20 and recovering more in 2021 design build fared even better than the overall market and as that percentage of construction that's going towards design build continue to increase it enabled design build and just the utilization of the method to continue to increase and we see just the growth continuing and and from everything we we've seen and all the folks that we've talked to it, it doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime soon so uh, indeed, uh, just very favorable results, and, and we we're excited to see what happens moving forward. When you first took a look at uh, design build market growth, you know we made the case what we kind of knew anecdotally, but really didn't have the research to back it up. Is that you know we're not really an alternative delivery method anymore. When you're delivering at that point, you know forty four percent, and now it's even more. I mean we're up to forty seven percent. I mean nearly half of construction dollars are design build. I mean that's that's um, we're way past anecdotal at this point where we are not alternative design build is here to stay. Right. That's absolutely correct. And you look at the numbers and, and certainly no shortage of opportunity for design build spending. Uh, the exactly as you mentioned, we're going to see as much as 47, even over potentially 47 percent through our forecast period in the 2025 and certainly don't see that slowing down at all. And it really boils down to owners are looking for a better way to deliver their projects. They want a more collaborative approach. They want the experts in the industry to bring them that innovation, those unique solutions to address their 
they're increasingly challenging and, and complex projects and design build just enables that to such a great degree that we see just continued growth and we don't expect to see anything but the positive um, positive growth over the next uh, certainly through that forecast period. Tell me a little bit what were some of the high marks for you, the things that you saw this go around um, that you think are particularly important for teams and organizations as they look to the future. I mean, I know you've looked at a variety of different things from sectors um, to even use of progressive. For you, what were the what were the high marks? What jumped out to you as being really the, the key things people need to remember about this last round of research? Great, great question. So it's a couple different things. Um, what stood out to me, and one of the things we really focused on and wanted to better understand is, is design builds ability to achieve design excellence. And that was a question kind of floating around in our minds and is design build able to achieve design excellence? And, and certainly in, it is um, from the folks that we talked to from architects, engineers, uh, contractors, owners, Yes, the answer is yes. And, and it really boils down to, to three key areas. And what was really great to hear about it is, you know, you have that early involvement, you have clear definition, you have team alignment. So design excellence really is dependent on an owner's definition of design excellence. So every owner is going to vary a little bit in what they think is design excellence. One might be a beautiful building. Um, another is going to be uh, sustainability, another might be uh, security. It, it really depends on the owner and the ability to get in early, define that with the owner, really understand their key areas of success or critical factors for that project. Design build enables all of that. And so and when we ask the question about does design build enable the ability to achieve design excellence? The answer is simple is yes, because of that early involvement, defining and having that clear definition and really having true team alignment. The other area that was particularly interesting to me is we wanted to understand delivery methods, encouragement of MWDBE participation. And when we asked the market what their perception was, it came back and they see design build as encouraging or the delivery method that encourages the greatest MWDBE participation. So you think about involving firms earlier in the process, it enables greater flexibility for partner selection, and really it supports and fosters an increased MWDBE participation. And as the, the industry continues to focus and prioritize those inclusivity efforts, design build is the, the method that enables that to the greatest extent, which I think personally is awesome and, and really another um, key factor of what makes design build such a great delivery method. Uh, and then the other, uh, you mentioned progressive design build. It was really interesting to see in, in the 2018 study, we certainly heard evolution of use of pro, um, progressive design build as a procurement approach, but but this time around, it really stood out. I mean, we we saw particularly water wastewater. I mean, that, that's an industry that gained significant popularity. They're trying to figure out the science, the treatment technology. At the same time, they're trying to figure out price, and, and they've really developed a, 
uh, a deep understanding of how to effectively use progressive design build. We see uh, particularly on the, the aviation airport construction. And we also see manufacturing, um, education, commercial, it's just continuing to evolve as a, as a, a procurement approach for design build that that's being utilized to a much greater extent. There's a lot more knowledge in the market of how to use it when it's appropriate to be utilized. And, and we certainly um, continue to see that being a, a bright spot as well. I think those three areas were really kind of top of mind for me. And, and the last point that I wanted to really touch on was we've seen a ton of growth. We want to understand not only from an owner's perspective, but also the industry. How is the level of satisfaction with utilizing design build and how does that compare really to other methods? And what was awesome to see is 75% of respondents in our survey indicated they had an excellent or very good experience with design build. That was quite a bit above all the other delivery methods. And that ability to select the best fit team that has the, the capabilities, the expertise, and really aligns best with the project was one of the big key drivers of that positive experience. And, you know, we think about the education process as, as the delivery method has been utilized to a much greater extent on projects of, of all sizes. Uh, at University of Washington, they have the new legislation where they're enabled to use design build on on projects less than a million, I think it was 500,000. So that education process and really understanding how to utilize design build for a company's program, for their projects, you know, it takes commitment, takes alignment on, on what that needs to look like. And we've certainly seen that evolution in owners really understanding how to effectively employ and, and deliver projects via design build. You know, it also gets to that point of the, the satisfaction, you know, what, what's driving that satisfaction? What are, what are the benefits that owners are seeing that's, that is all driving, every bit of that is driving the growth. I mean, what is it that owners are seeing that you think is making design build stand out for them as the delivery method of choice? Sure. So when we look at the factors that are influencing owners to determine what delivery method to utilize, the project complexity and innovation delivery schedule, those continue to be top of mind. And just think of the environment we're operating in now, it's the projects are more complex, schedules are, are being increasingly expedited. There's so many different and new factors that are coming into consideration that, that has made the environment a lot more complicated than it was. And the ability for a firm to get in early, understand those challenges, what the owner needs to, to have a successful project, you know, it really lends itself well to design build. And we asked, right, we asked the market, what are those factors that influence your selection of delivery method? And, and, and as I mentioned, the top were project complexity, the need for innovation, uh, delivery schedule. And then when we asked, how well does design build, design build fare on across those factors, over 50% of, of respondents indicated, and these are owner respondents, indicated that design build exceeded their expectations. So not only did they meet expectations, but they significantly 
went above that. And then we kind of drilled down a little bit more into what are the real benefits that owners, that firms in the market are associating with design build. And when we really drilled down into that, it was increased collaboration and creativity. It was more opportunities to innovate and ability to fast track projects. So those benefits align with what owners are looking for and what's most important in their selection of a project delivery method align perfectly. And I mean, that just continues to drive the use of design build forward and, and enable what we're seeing in the market and having those conversations that design build is just um, continuing to grow. Are you looking to break away from legacy techniques and seize new competitive differentiators? USCAD helps forward-thinking AEC firms, many ranking on ENR top lists, generate new revenue streams by shifting to Autodesk AEC technology. To learn more, book a free 30-minute consultation at uscad.com slash DBIA. That's uscad.com slash DBIA. Well, and I think it's important too to note that this research was done before we had infrastructure investment package passed. Um, we saw in 2009 that design build, even at that age, was a good while ago, um, played a vital role in delivering those projects. And if you're talking about what owners needing to do, fast track and innovate and collaborate and communicate, that's going to be on steroids when we start getting trillions of dollars to spend in infrastructure investment. You know, that was something even oh, wow, at this point, it's you know, five plus years ago. Well, we looked at how does design build fare when there, there's an increase in funding, particularly at the federal level. And certainly what we heard is it enables owners on the, in the public space to capture those federal dollars quicker. They don't have to put out a design, wait a year, and then bid it out. They can capture those dollars all at one time for the complete design package, for the construction package. And so it just further enables owner to get greater capital uh, for their projects. So not only is it being identified as a, as a better way to deliver projects, it's also a way that, that owners can capture dollars quicker, particularly in an environment where we're going to see a lot more available funding for owners. So it just, you know, that coincides really well with um, the market growth. And we said we didn't factor in the growth uh, based on uh, the passage of a, of a significant infrastructure bill. So, you know, we we're saying six, uh, seven, over seven and a half percent annual growth rate over the next five years. That could be dramatically increased as, as we see this package moving forward and, and owners really pushing hard to, to get those federal dollars in place and moving forward on breaking ground on projects. And so many of the markets that we were seeing growth in, even when we don't talk about infrastructure investment, they do tend to be those heavy infrastructure type sectors I and mean, markets, you know, highway and street. And I mean, I think. Um, those were those were markets that we were already anticipating growth in anyway, right? What, what were the markets that you anticipated seeing the growth most? Yeah, that it was it was a combination. I mean, we really see growth across 
several of the the, the segments, but what would sound out stand out to me is you know Highway Street. That is always a substantial market uh, volume wise, and and it's going to continue to be that way. In particular, there that market is very uh, heavy users of design build, uh, for lack of a better term. They they've adopted it, and and for me, I think transportation related and I'm including highway and street in the transportation related segments, it's exciting because that evolution of use of design build, it's really become the go-to delivery method. We see several of the major DOTs using design build. In some cases, up to 75% of their capital projects are going design build. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Uh, speaking with the folks in the manufacturing segment, that to me, we consistently hear design build enables them significant advantage because to them, speed to market is absolutely critical. And so design build, the ability to deliver projects quicker to meet those rigorous quality standards puts design build really at the forefront. Um, and then on the, the commercial space, given that where we are in the market and, and a lot more folks are, are working from home and and not going out nearly as much, we have this huge boom in, in distribution and in warehousing facilities, and they need to be built quick. And the ability that design build enables these projects to be delivered quicker just continues to push that market forward as well. And I, I like to think even as a sub-segment within manufacturing, we have food and beverage. And these projects to them Speed the market, as I mentioned earlier, is just critical. And the first processors to market can capture up to 70% of the marketplace. So they need to get these facilities delivered. And just speaking with folks in that marketplace, design build is the go-to top of mind method to enable them to, to be better and, and capture more market share with, with their processes. Uh, and then cer certainly see heavy strong growth in water wastewater. Uh, we saw the previous study and we just continue to see that um, growing and, and being a bright spot as well. Uh, we're gonna see pretty significant growth there. I think over 10% in the water wastewater space. So I think that combination, you have transportation, highway street, water wastewater, the commercial side, um, manufacturing, the combination, they're all growing and, and they all have unique needs that design build, the flexibility enables them to deliver on. One thing we haven't talked about yet is regions. You know, we've seen historically over time, um, early adopters, you know, the West has certainly, you know, been um, heavy in design build for a long period of time, but we're, we are seeing growth in other places too. Um, and certainly as these infrastructure dollars flow nationwide, you, I guess, would expect to see growth pretty broadly spread out potentially. So certainly to, to your point, Kim, you know, across the regions, we see that the heaviest volume or the largest volume in the South Atlantic, uh, the Pacific and the West, West, South Central. And you think about the South Atlantic and the Pacific, they've really maintained prominence in design build utilization. They have Public owners in those regions, they utilize design build to a great extent. Uh, the, the private owners, uh, they've developed a, a really strong foundation of, 
of how to successfully employ and deliver design build for their projects, where I think you, you, you touched on is where we're seeing even more growth is in areas where design build hasn't historically been a high percentage of, of the volume of construction spending. And um, in particular, the middle Atlantic, uh, we've seen a strong uptick in the use of design build in New York, particularly as um, the public owners have, have made a significant push there for design build utilization. And we're also seeing even greater use in the Northeast, uh, a lot more adoption uh, and, and continued utilization of design build in that space. And what's 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 really interesting is, is seeing across the board for all the regions, all of them are, are going to experience an annual growth rate of 6% or higher. So uh, that's pretty significant. And so even, even the regions where they haven't had particularly high volumes or, or even a high percentage of design build spending, those are all gonna continue to grow and we're seeing greater evidence and continued adoption and utilization just across the board, um, across all regions. So one thing that I wanted to make sure that that we talked about and, you know, kind of going back to the experience with utilizing design build and, and something I touched on was that education process and, and how important that is in, in achieving a positive experience with design build. And so gaining experience and, and knowledge of the, the process takes that time. It takes commitment. It takes alignment on what is needed and really the resources to achieve success. And so what was really interesting to see for us is we looked at the number of projects a participant had performed related design build projects they've been involved with. So those folks in, that had done one or two design build projects, they had rated their experience being very good or excellent 46% of the time. Now we, kind of fast track it to folks that have worked on 20 or more design build project, their level of satisfaction or the percentage they rated excellent or very good was nearly 90%. So just keeping in mind that that education process and understanding how to effectively utilize it, it just, the level of satisfaction increases significantly as they go through the process, know how to use it effectively on various types of projects, whether it's a small project or a large project or you know a highly complex project or it's a time sensitive project. It really depends on the owner and their goals and what they're trying to achieve. And design build can be applied to any project. It really comes down and boils down to what that owner is trying to achieve and how design best addresses their needs and critical success factors. Which is the perfect segue to a pitch for design build done right, because, you know, the bottom line is, you, know, you can say you're doing design build, but we've seen plenty of design build done wrong over the decades and design build done right allows you to be trained, find out how to, how to best capitalize on, on the tools and resources that others, you know, in the business have already mastered and, and increase the likelihood that you're going to be successful and, and satisfied. And I think that's kind of what I sense we're seeing in the industry, you know, that things are starting to build and grow. And as you get more successful teams who become more successful, there we go. You know what, what I, uh, I wanted to bring this up. So at the, at the national conference during the presentation at the end, there was the Q and a session and somebody asked, 
what I'm going to play the devil's advocate here and ask, why aren't we seeing higher growth and a higher percentage of design build use? And I was thinking devil of the advocate, he was going to say lower. And his argument was, I think there should be more growth. There should be more use of design build. And it gets back to the point you just made, Kim, in that, you know, the design build done right, that is an education process in understanding how to really effectively utilize it. It takes commitment by an organization. It needs to be a strategic priority to really do it right. And I think that was one of the arguments that another member of the audience made is we don't have or the education process just needs to be there and needs to take place. And um, even at the nearly 50%, there's still a a significant runway that that can continue to be increased. And it just kind of comes back to that uh, education and, and making sure that folks really understand how to utilize it effectively. All right. Well, thank you, Paul. This is awesome. I mean, the research is certainly exciting for our industry. um, And I think it will really, you know, we do have the potential for changing the way America builds. And and that's exciting, especially going to this post-COVID era where everybody's looking for something to celebrate. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Well, my pleasure. And Kim, thanks so much for having me out. I love this stuff. So um, I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited about the results and, and what we're seeing in the industry and just the volume of opportunity in, in the growth outlook for design build. And it's a tribute to, to what you all have done at DBIA and um, made such great progress over the, the years. And I think just a testament to, to everything you all have done and, and everybody in the, in the market has really done to push the method forward. Thanks again to FMI's Paul Trombetis for joining us. If you haven't already, you can find the full research on DBIA's website at dbia.org slash impact. And again, a hearty welcome and thank you to our new team member, USCAD, for their support of Design Build Delivers. Find out more at uscad.com slash dbia.